0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Orange Shoes Optional. And I am here today with a huge glass of champagne because it's a day of celebrating. And I'm here with Suzanne. Hey, Michelle. I was going to say, say hello, Suzanne. Don't (laughs) leave me hanging out here by myself. (laughs) No, I'm here. Yes. And we do have a couple guests with us today. We are actually doing this podcast on March 29th, which is significant to me because it's two months before a very important date in my life and my family's
1: lives. And so with that, I'd like to
0: introduce Eva.
1: Hi, Michelle. How are you? Good. I'm really good. I'm excited to be on your podcast.
0: We're excited to have you. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. And also joining us is Katie, Suzanne's daughter. So it's uh, like a girls' fest today. We're just going to be talking everything weddings. Hi, Katie. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. I'm so excited to talk about this. (laughs) I am too. I'm so excited. We're all here with two months to go. So we're like at 60 or 61 days. I should ask Eva because she probably knows the exact amount of days, hours, minutes. Do you,
1: Eva? Yeah, it's 61 days. Wow. Yeah, 61 days.
2: So Eva, how are you feeling? Do you feel like you have everything in order and everything's on the right track? Are you feeling... Like, oh, my gosh, we only have 61 days and nothing's done yet.
1: If you had asked me that question two weeks ago, I would have told you absolutely nothing's done. Panic everywhere. In the last two weeks, I've gotten all of our vendors and our invitations are shipped. So yay, I'm at a much better place today than I was two weeks ago. Um, So now I think it's more of just like day of question marks, but everything else is booked. We're in communication with everyone now. So. Katie
2: and I have you covered. We can, we can answer all of your <laughs> day of questions. I should say week of questions because really the week
3: yeah. leading up to
2: the wedding, there's so much.
3: And monthly, not to freak you out even more, but even <laughs> the month, you could do monthly, weekly, hourly. Yes, you could. And all of our good advice might cost you more money.
0: I just see those dollar signs flying all around me right now. So just brace yourself. I'll brace Rob. Yeah. I'm okay with whatever. Yeah. They they send me a message. I'm like, yeah, that's good. And
2: <laughs> tell Rob. Yeah. What he doesn't know won't hurt him.
1: Jimmy and I just cross our fingers and send you a text, and we're like, please, 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 please. So <laughs> yeah, I noticed I'm not coming to Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think my
3: dad needs to give Rob a pep talk because when the day after my wedding, my dad got the bill. And it was significantly higher than what he thought. (laughs) I don't know if it was the bar. I don't know what. It was a lot. But it was higher and I didn't hear from him. He wasn't mad, but he was very quiet that entire day. (laughs) He was mad
2: at me. He wasn't mad at Uh you. He was mad at the hotel. He was mad, a little bit mad at me. Not really. It was mainly the hotel.
3: Yeah. And every time I saw him, he had the bill in his hand. looking over every single charge. So there will probably be some hidden costs.
2: There are a lot of hidden costs. and Yeah. And that's a good idea. We'll have Jeff give Rob a little pep talk along the way. And some Crown Royal. And some a lot of Crown Royal. <laughs> I think the pep talk and the Crown Royal should do the trick.
0: Right. And Rob is just really excited also to be gaining a daughter. And so there might be a little shock afterwards, but it'll be chunked up. Right.
2: Well, and I think that's the one thing that Katie got married at the Drake Hotel in Chicago. About You're going to have your fifth wedding anniversary this year, Katie, aren't you? Yeah. So five years ago. And that was one thing that I didn't like how the Drake handled it because he did have to sign the final bill the day after the wedding and it had the total, and it's like, You know, don't give that final bill to him the day after the wedding. You know, yeah, chunk it up a little bit. (laughs) But
0: at least they didn't give it to him the night of the wedding. Can you imagine? Right. Well, I think they should have given it to us
2: like Greg and Jamie's wedding a week before the wedding. The weekend before the wedding, we got the final bill. And that was a little better because he had all week to stew about it. And then by the time the wedding came, he forgot about it. But it's kind of rubbing salt in a wound when you have to sign that bill the day after the wedding.
0: Right. Well, Eva, just keep sending those invoices this way and you can cross your fingers. But, you know, I got your back here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know you do. And and like I said, I I think that they're almost done. I mean, I have like on my little calendar when all final payment stuff is due, but we're no oh, good. We're almost done with everything. So that's good. So tell
2: us the highlights of your wedding. What colors do you have? Do you have your cake picked out yet? What kind of flowers are you going to have? Just without giving away too many details. Yeah, maybe she wants it to be a surprise.
1: Well. Yeah, I can give kind of a, a little synopsis, maybe a little preview to get yeah. people to RSVP on our website. That would yeah, be great. I didn't even see the website yet. <laughs> or oh, maybe I did. So we're getting married on Galveston Island. i very so excited about that. It's a place that it's kind of right outside of Houston, Texas. And it was our beach when I was mm. growing up. And so the theme of our wedding is very romantic and ethereal with some kind of coastal accents to it. Oh, um, nice. Our, we're getting married in a very historic Catholic church on the island. It was built in 1871. So it's beautiful, beautiful on the inside with beautiful stained glass. And we actually just went to mass there for the first time this last Sunday. It was so cool to imagine us being there in two months. Um, So it was very exciting. That is exciting. And then we're having our reception and also a kind of historic building on the island. And it's in a glass conservatory. Oh. So cool. Cool. Yeah. So it's gonna be, you know, very this dark green glass and lights and it's gonna be very indoor-outdoor and it's set in this garden. So it's just gonna be kind of like I said, very romantic and close with everyone. And so we're really, really excited about that. We've kind of I definitely feel the pressure of, you know, this is kind of be the first time that a lot of people Get to come together in a really long time. Yes. So I think above all, that's kind of the theme too, is coming together of so many different families and friends who, you know, maybe just now are starting to get their vaccines and going to get to see each other here. So.
2: And we are so excited for that very reason, Michelle. I was just thinking about that today that so many, well, of course, I'm just assuming everyone I know is invited, <laughs> <laughs> there are so many friends of yours that we will get to see that we haven't seen in such a long time. And um, I thought, what a great celebration that will be.
0: It definitely will be. And I was just wondering, listening to you, Eva, and I know that Suzanne and I talked a little bit about it in a previous episode, but what kind of precautions are you taking or the venue taking for those who are a little more COVID nervous?
1: Yeah, COVID cautious, for sure. So one of the things that was really important to us was when we talked to all of our vendors was, you know, this was even months ago was, what is the cancellation policy? That's a good one. (laughs) But, But, I mean, when we were booking all these people and vendors and places, it was still very real of a possibility, you know, that the state could say, shut it down, we're not doing it. But the church, for example, um, they're still doing social distancing in the church, so we're asking you know families to sit together um, and socially distance in the church. All of our venues, so we're doing a that reception in Galveston, but we're also doing a second one in um, Alaska, also for those who can't travel, and they're both indoor/outdoor. Oh, good. Yeah, the other cool idea that was presented to me by our reception um, vendor. She said that a lot of wedding places are doing color-coded wristbands for people. So that's something that we're going to be doing where, mm-hmm. so for example, say you have a green wristband on, um, that would signify, you know, please come up and say, hi, I'd love mm-hmm. to give you a hug. If you're wearing a yellow wristband, it could mean, you know, wear a mask around me, give me like a little elbow bump, but I'd love to say hello. And then also a red wristband, which would mean that you would prefer to enjoy the festivities like completely socially distanced and then to respect their space. So I think that's a great idea.
3: I do too. Yeah, that would become really repetitive if you had to ask each of every guest, are you comfortable with me hugging you? I think that's a really good idea.
1: I think I
2: have to permanently put on a yellow wristband so nobody ever hugs me. For the rest of my life, I'll just wear my yellow <laughs> wristband. <laughs> That's a good idea, Suzanne. Katie, when you and I talked earlier about this episode, you made a really good point about something that you neglected to do at your wedding reception that you wish you had done. And you were going to be sure and tell Eva. Do you want to share that with us?
3: About the guests?
2: Yes. Because you opted out of a receiving line, which is an old tradition.
3: Yes. Yes. And the one thing I didn't do with guests, which I recommend you do Eva, because I feel bad to this day and my, the wedding planner that I had recommended it and my, you know, she kind of said, you can do this or not, but going to each table and just greeting everybody, thanking them for coming. And I think originally we did plan to do that. And then it just I don't know what happened. If we ran out of time, it fell through the Um, cracks.
2: It just fell through the cracks.
3: Yeah. And what ended up happening is, and I was just telling this to my mom, I would run to the bathroom and see somebody from the wedding. (laughs) And clearly I'm the bride, but it was, you know, it was someone from the wedding, you know, one of my parents, old friends or. Someone from Matt's family that I didn't know, and we didn't really have an interaction. And it was really awkward because I didn't know who they were, and they didn't really know who I, you know, they didn't know me personally. So that's something I wish I had done just, you know, A, just as a courtesy, but B, yeah, you avoid those awkward (laughs) interactions on the dance floor, running to the bathroom. That's something I wish I had done. Yeah. And a good, a good addition
2: to that is if you, if you and Matt had done that together, then the people you didn't know, Matt could have said, "Hey, Katie, this is my aunt's cousin from my dad's side of the family." So then you could have recognized them, even if you hadn't remembered their name. You could have said, you know, given them a nod or a hello on your way to the bathroom. Right and vice versa you could do that with you could have done that with Matt you could have said hey this is my mom's best friend from kindergarten
3: right exactly <laughs> yeah so yeah that's definitely something i wish i could go back and add on
1: have you thought about that eva yeah i think we were definitely well i know i was i guess maybe i haven't had this conversation with jimmy yet but of going to all the tables individually and and saying hello to everyone and um I think one of my friends, she had a at her wedding that I went to within this past year. They made a point of eating their meal like by themselves privately, mm. and then they came out to say hello to everyone. So that way, they got their food, they got their dinner, they got their time, and then they had like a designated time of saying hello to to everyone. I'm not sure we'll do that,
2: but yeah. Well, what I would do is which what I did with both Katie and. Greg at their weddings was I made sure there was a plate of food sent to their room at the hotel that they were staying at. So when it was all said and done, at least there was food in their hotel room in case they didn't get a chance to eat, because that's the hardest thing to remember to do (laughs) is to eat.
0: Is my husband the only one that didn't want to come back to the hotel room after the wedding? He wanted to hang out with his friends. (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't get him back
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't think I wanted to go back to well okay by the end of the night I did want to go back to the room but yeah it's just fun and I think Eva's wedding will be especially fun for that very reason because it will have been so long for so many people to have seen each other that I think it's going to be a really fun
0: time now, Eva, do you have all of your something borrowed, something blue, something old,
1: something new taken care of? So I don't actually have any of those <laughs> things yet. <laughs> um, I just kind of feel like they're going to fall from the sky. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I've been so focused on, you know, obviously, like I have my dress and my other, I have all the other wedding day accessories. I think, no, I don't even have my jewelry yet. Okay. So Katie... This is the
2: other thing that we were talking about when you were talking about your bridesmaids and utilizing
3: bridesmaids. Oh, yes. So do you have a big bridal party or a small bridal party? Not that it even matters, but...
1: I mean, I have six. So I don't know if that's big or small. It's a good size, like a medium size.
3: I think that's perfect. I suggest, and this is just something I wish that I had done also, is... Utilizing your bridesmaids. I mean, there are so many things the day of that completely I just wasn't thinking about. For example, pictures. I don't have any pictures of my mom and I, my dad and I, just, you know, the two of us, the shoes I wore. You had great shoes. I had great shoes. I didn't get a picture of those. I mean, that didn't even go through my mind and I really didn't have much contact with the photographer either. That was one-on-one, but had I told my bridesmaid, you know, one of my bridesmaids, my maid of honor, you know, will you let the photographer know these are the shots I need to get? It would have been done. So if there's anything that you're worried about, I mean, even Michelle, you'll be doing your own thing. My mom was doing her own thing the day of the wedding. You both will be so busy It's good to have one of your friends designate someone who can take care of the details that you won't even have time to think about.
2: Right. And so I would say, one of the bridesmaids, if you don't have a personal attendant as well, make one of your bridesmaids your personal attendant. Make sure that bridesmaid takes care of the something borrowed, something blue. Okay, what is it? Something old, Old something new, (laughs) old, new, borrowed blue. Make sure you have a bridesmaid. That takes care of that because the day of the wedding, you'll probably have 20 people say, do you have something old, new, borrowed blue, get a bridesmaid to take care of that. Get a bridesmaid to take care of the photographer and use your bridesmaids to do all of that stuff.
1: Yeah. And that was uh, kind of one of my questions too, was how did you manage all your vendors on the day of the wedding? Like, was it, were they in mostly in contact with like your major venue? Yeah, well,
3: for me I honestly didn't have any contact with them. I mean, I don't know, I would say half of the I mean, I the wedding planner and the wedding planner at the venue, the Drake, I was in contact with them,
1: but a lot of the people I didn't Do you have a wedding planner currently? I don't. I it's me and then I know that we have a point of contact um in Galveston. He's I know that he, and correct me if I'm wrong, Michelle, but he kind of wants to be a bit of a point of contact, especially where like the reception venue is concerned. But, you know, in terms of like, you know, hair and makeup or the photographer, that's kind of me. I'm the planner, (laughs) me and Michelle. So, because I would recommend designating either him,
3: even getting a day of wedding planner or, like you said, a point of contact that you, because I guarantee you won't. Even, you won't even have time to, and not even that you will have time, but you won't even want to be worried about that. You'll just be in a different headspace. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, for me, person, I don't know, mom, if you, if you had anything to do with the timing and the logistics of everything, w- damn. But I,
2: yeah, well, I spent hours and hours with the wedding planner going over the schedule of the day and what time everyone had to be there to be where they needed to be, what time they had to be dressed, what time they, they had to be there for you know the professional photos, who was in charge of and But the wedding planner had all of that written down at the reception, being sure that there was some sort of outline of when you cut the cake, when you do the garter, when you throw the bouquet, or any of the traditions that you want to include in your reception. Because if you don't have that person to tell you it's time to do that, you will forget to do it. It'll
0: never happen. I assumed the DJ was going to keep us on track. That's probably a stupid assumption.
2: Well, it depends on who the DJ is. Like Greg and Jamie's wedding, if I had depended on that DJ, it never would have gotten done. And I had a wedding planner at Greg and Jamie's wedding too. And she stayed on top of the DJ. Katie's wedding, the DJ was really good, but he had also coordinated with the wedding planner. Right. Ahead of time.
3: Yeah. And he was really, I mean, everything he did was based on what Christine, our wedding planner, you know, the outline that we put together. He didn't stray from that. I think. Nobody strayed from it. (laughs) Well, but, but also you have to take into account. And this is something to remember the unexpected things coming up because there will be things that come up that you won't that you didn't prepare for like for example and I can say this because I know he's not listening to this podcast but <laughs> well, you never know well, he might be well my mom <laughs> has an uncle who we all love adore yes <laughs> yes he's but he came up and did an impromptu speech that was not a part of the schedule but it set everything back but we had you know, the planner there who kind of put everything back on course. Um, so nothing was missed.
0: Well, lucky Peter, both Eva and I are going to go, um, double team him (laughs) next week. We're going to be in Galveston and we're taking him on. Yeah. Yeah. And as much of a planner as I am, Eva's more of a planner. So he's in trouble. Well, and I, and I think the thing that you have to
2: remember is because you know me, I'm a planner too. I, I plan everything, but that week of the wedding, you're playing so many different roles that the planning part of it really goes out the window. I mean, it's amazing how quickly that stuff goes away. And again, if you don't have a planner, use your bridesmaids, you know, have one of them have that schedule and make sure they cue the DJ, make sure they cue the, anything that you're doing if you don't want to have the wedding planner, but boy, I would utilize that wedding planner to the nth degree.
3: I agree.
1: (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Cause I, one of the things I've been thinking about, and I have actually already talked to my, so I have two maid of honors. My sister's one of them. And one of my best girlfriends is also one. My friend maid of honor is she's a really great planner. So she's, for example, she's in charge of the bachelorette party. She's, I don't, hundred percent of everything that's happening. She's planned <laughs> These like great days in Vegas from like hour to hour to hour. She's booked everything like two months ahead of time. And, and I, I told her that, you know, especially the setting up decorations and taking down that, you know, if someone's going to have to do that. It's not going to be me. Right. Yeah. And so I think, you know, especially what kind of what y'all are saying she would be a, a good resource too, of keeping the, the, groomsmen on track as well. I think that yeah. was one of the things I talked
0: <laughs> Are you worried about <laughs> the groomsmen? Because those are like all my boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. Michelle, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm worried about it. Yeah, that's just it.
2: You need someone to corral those guys, because again, their mind isn't in the planning part of it. Their mind isn't in the structure of the reception. Their mind is just there to celebrate and have fun. And yeah, and you got to make sure you have someone there to do boutonnieres (laughs) before the wedding, you know, to do, you know, to make sure they're where they're supposed to be
3: at the right Mm -hmm. time, because they've disappeared so fast. To bring in sandwiches and beer, yes. <laughs> the things that the <laughs> the bridesmaids don't care as much about. They're yeah, they're on a totally different Plane. planet. Yeah.
0: yeah, yep. I keep trying to talk, and we're just not. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I was yeah. so I don't always know the words to say, but um, when we were talking about uh, groomsmen, I was thinking about Colton. So I'm going to go a little off topic here, but you'll see why in just a second. So about two weeks ago, Colton flew to College Station. He had planned this with Eva to surprise Jimmy. And while he was there, I was getting all these messages from him and he's like, I just really need to take care of Jimmy and Eva right now because I'm the big brother, basically is what they were saying. So he was really all about making sure everything went according to plan and everybody, you know, was taken care of. And he called up and he's like, can I fill their gas tanks? Is that okay? Oh, what a great idea. Yeah, yeah. So he was just wanting to take care of it. So I know he's planning Jimmy's, bachelor party and i know it's not in vegas so hopefully it all still works out but he might be someone on the day that you can task him with a few things yes to help you
2: and i would say the number one important thing to do before the ceremony is make sure that there's food available for everyone because there's always drinking involved whether you think there's going to be or not there's always drinking involved mm-hmm. and everyone is so nervous and even if they don't think they're nervous they're nervous And like Katie just suggested, a plate of sandwiches in the dressing room or at the hotel. But yeah, just make sure there's
1: food.
0: So Eva, when you're getting ready, you're getting ready at the church. Can they have champagne at the church or is that a no-go?
1: You know, I am going to have to check on that. I We have a, this was one of the things too that I was going to mention that kind of surprised me about all the wedding planning was just there's these like packets and packets of, you know, classes and certifications and affidavits and meetings that Jimmy and I are needing to have to just, you know, get married in a Catholic church through the Catholic church. And we have a meeting that we're going to have to do in the next month here, probably hopefully a little less than a month where I'm hoping to get together with them and and kind of get a little bit more of those details. So Mm -hmm. I've heard... From it was actually through my forest, she said that, oh, the the get ready rooms at that church are so beautiful and um you're you're gonna love it, you're gonna love it. But I'm actually not not so sure. So we'll have to find that out too in the next month.
2: Yeah, and my guess is if it's a Catholic church, the answer to that is no alcohol. And I only say that from experience, Lutheran church, Catholic church, most churches are like no alcohol in the church itself which I think is pretty standard. But yeah, find out.
0: So what other questions do you have for us, Eva? I say us like I know what I'm doing. I don't. So what other questions (laughs) do you have for Katie and Suzanne?
1: (laughs) Well, Katie, I think you mentioned these next, not just the day or the week, but couple months even. So what are some words of wisdom the next couple months that you you could give? Oh, gosh, I'm
3: trying to think back because it really is such a blur, you know, the the months leading up to the wedding. I'm trying to think of something specific. I would say go over whatever. I'm sure you have a checklist. You can't go over your checklist enough times. I mean, even for me, and I'm sure my mom can attest to this, there were things that came up the day of the wedding that I just did not anticipate. And we probably, I mean, mom, how many times do you think we went over everything?
2: A thousand, <laughs> I mean, a thousand. So many
3: times. Yeah. I mean, you, you cannot be overprepared. I think that's the, the big thing. Like for me, I mean, even the, mo- the morning of, and it was, I thought I had everything covered the morning of the Spanx. <laughs>
2: That I- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Try the Spanx on before the day of the wedding.
3: <laughs> well, no, I lost my, the Spanx that I had got lost. Right. And I don't know what happened, but the morning of my wedding, we had like 15 women at Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom's and Neiman Marcus looking for Spanx. Yeah. because Yeah. Because I, somehow they got misplaced just little things like that. Yeah. And actually,
2: wasn't it our, really good friend Christy who saved the day there she
3: not only that is thing yeah oh and the wrong veil they sent the wrong veil yeah I totally forgot about that the a couple because I had to get there was some alteration that needed to be um, made to my veil and we had to pick it up the day before and I think it had a hole in it Mm -hmm. mom do you remember this the my uh, And so she sent like five more over. Right. Well, I don't know. And somehow Christy was
2: involved with that because, yeah, they sent over the wrong veil. There was something wrong with the original veil. And instead of sending the right veil, they sent two other veils that weren't even close to the veil you had. And Christy was the one actually that went and picked up the original veil And took it to the dry cleaners right next door to the church or to the hotel and had it steam cleaned and brought it to us.
3: But we had no way of, I mean, that was just last minute stuff that we had no control over. Yeah, I don't even know how that unfolded, but.
2: (laughs) Oh, I don't either. (laughs) But one thing that pops into my mind, Katie, because I know Cheryl, Matt's mom, or Matt, yeah, Matt's mom, and I, and the wedding planner did the seating chart at the reception. Oh, yeah. And we did not do a seating chart for Greg and Jamie's wedding. And I felt like that was a huge mistake because it was like kind of the first come first serve deal. And that seating chart was huge at Katie's wedding because everyone knew where they had to go. Everyone had a place And you weren't scrambling to find a seat. And we knew how many chairs there were. Whereas at Greg and Jamie's wedding, somehow our numbers got mixed up and we didn't have enough seating for the guests. And they had to scramble and bring in other tables and extra chairs. And people didn't have a place to sit. And it was so time consuming and so stressful, but so worth it to have that seating chart.
3: Oh, I agree.
1: Eva, are you doing a seating chart? Well, that I was glad that y'all mentioned that because I was kind of thinking about: Do I need one? Like, will everyone just kind of sit where they want? But I, I, I like the idea of a constant. Kind yes. Of people know yeah. where to go. I think that is a it's huge a great idea.
2: Yeah, it's huge because, and I think for the guests, it makes them more comfortable because they know where they need to be. <laughs> you know they. There's no question. They don't have to worry about what if I have to get stuck sitting next to someone I don't like. You know. That's I what know I'm exactly say. Where I'm
0: sticking you, Suzanne. <laughs> I know where you're sitting. I'm the sitting all hugger table. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting right next to you, Michelle.
1: <laughs> My next question, kind of also reception related, was just what order you did everything in. Because I've heard lots of different Opinions and ideas of, you know, what order versus like cutting the cake or speeches or, you know, the bouquet toss, you know, what what you did or what you've liked.
2: We split ours up. Which was so good.
3: Yeah, I, I think it works much better if you split things up, in my opinion, just because, you know, instead of are you doing dancing? Mm hmm. Okay. If so they
0: don't do dancing I'm not going. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it's for us we so we did we had the cocktail hour and then and mom you can help me with this along mm-hmm. the way cuz um but we broke things up with like each main event like the you know the throwing of the bouquet, the cake cutting. We broke those up, you know, with intermittent dancing periods. Mm -hmm. But then at the end, it was like a big, you know, once everything was done, then we had a big dancing, you know, that's how we ended the party. Right.
2: But I think what we did, Katie, I think we even did because at Katie's wedding, the hotel that Katie had her wedding at, they're famous for their champagne parade where the waiters come out with bottles of champagne and they go to each table and they pour the champagne. It's a big event. Of the wedding. And it was great. But then it was like between the salad and the main course. It was a sit down dinner, not a buffet. So they did the toasts between the salad and the dinner, the entree, because then people could eat and still listen to the toast. So you're not sitting there twiddling your thumbs. And then we had the dinner. And then between dinner and dessert, they cut the cake. Which was again, people could finish up their dinner and you cut the cake, so people who really wanted to pay attention to the cake cutting kind of could, but it wasn't all lined up where you had to sit there um and do everything, and then they did the after dessert, they did the special dances, the you know your first dance and the parents' dance and those things, and yeah, and somehow, yeah, like the garter, they did like a 20 minute dance session and then they did the garter and then they did another 20 minute dance session and they did the throwing the bouquet and then it went into the full blown party
3: right yeah and i think the full blown party is the most important because i've been to weddings and i'm i'm contradicting myself because i've been to weddings where they split up the dancing but you don't get like the really fun drinking induced dancing it's all like Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think, and this goes back to what we were talking about before in um, the seating chart, making your guests happy is crucial because... (laughs) Yeah, Michelle. (laughs) Well, but it it sets the tone. If your guests are happy and having fun, everybody's going to say that wedding was a blast. And, you know, the energy in the room Mm -hmm. is going to be better. So, I mean, while it is your day. It's important to keep your guests in mind because if they're not having fun, the weddings are done. Right. And the energy will be low. People won't want to dance. So yeah, I think that's a good, good thing to keep in mind.
0: So Eva, have you started to think about, and you probably won't be able to share because I know Jimmy does listen to this podcast, but have you started to think about that first bite of cake? Yeah, we uh there will be no cake smashing on
2: my face. <laughs> oh, oh <okay>. thank goodness. <laughs> I'm so happy to no. hear that. I'm so happy to hear no, that. No.
1: <laughs> I I mean, gosh. I mean, you sit there for hours and get your hair and makeup done and you're no.
2: Yeah, good.
0: Yeah, I could see
1: Jimmy in a <laughs> I mean, whole lot of trouble if that were to happen at that <laughs> wedding. Oh, no. No. <laughs> yeah, and then the other tradition we were kind of going back and forth on actually was the the garter toss. I don't know. I think I just one of the last weddings I went to, like I said in the last year, they it was it just was very awkward. <laughs> I don't know. It was yeah. well. And so we they've gotten some good advice about um the groom having a second one in his pocket and then just kind of like sneakily pulling it out. So it's not as big of a a show, you know? <laughs> Um, but right. there's still something for the guys. Yeah, which oh, yeah.
2: I think is a really good idea. And Katie, that's the other thing, because we had, it was a part Jewish, part Christian wedding. And so we had the chair dancing, which yeah. that was one of our traditions that we did Were I don't know what we were doing, but I was in a chair at one point being tossed around in the air, which was a little horrifying. But yeah, I think I would have paid money to see that. I think a lot
3: of people did pay money to see that because I did. (laughs) Katie, do you have video? I have have video. I have video. And I think my dad's reaction was the best. I mean, just like, yeah, so. <laughs> in his own little
2: world. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, but I think what's important about that is the traditions that are important to you. And even if they're unique and different, and I like that idea about the garter because, yeah, it's kind of a weird tradition. And it is, it's just something to include the guys in because you've tossed the bouquet too. But if you can come up with your own unique tradition for the wedding, you know, for the things you want to celebrate. I think that just makes it all the better. But I do want to emphasize that at Katie's wedding, it was huge to break it up and do it over the course of the evening with dinner, because then when it was time to dance, you didn't have to stop a hundred times to do the things and and people weren't just sitting around waiting for it to happen.
3: Right.
1: Yeah, I I like that idea.
3: Going back to the garter thing, sorry, backtracking a little bit. I remember before I went on the stage and Matt had to take off my garter, I put it lower on my leg just so it wasn't like he was searching and it was this weird show. I mean, I like literally put it on my lower calf right before we went up there just because I just wanted to get it over with, frankly, for the same reasons you were discussing. I didn't want it to be awkward. Same with, yeah, this is something you can discuss with Jimmy, but Like the first, the kiss too, I was really weirded out about that because I've been to weddings where they kiss too long and it's weird. I mean, that was just like a, you know, a weird thing I had personally, but yeah, I think there's ways to get around the awkward or potentially awkward moments. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, I am bummed because I am sure we are getting close to running out of time. What are we doing on time, Suzanne? No,
2: we're actually doing pretty good. So we probably have another 10 minutes.
0: Okay, because you know how I am and Mm -hmm. I like to get quizzes in here.
2: (laughs) Yay, I knew you'd have a quiz.
0: (laughs) And so the name of this quiz, it's from BuzzFeed.com. My favorite place to get quizzes is, um, let's see, how much of a Bridezilla you are. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So how much Bridezilla?
2: Are are you going to let Katie answer how much of a Bridezilla she was? After Eva answers, let Katie answer what she thinks about herself okay
0: there's a there's a lot of questions here though too, so I don't know if we should just do some of them or all of them. There's like twenty questions okay, well, just get started, pick your favorites, and we'll go from there okay and actually, the answer is percentage annoyed, so oh. <laughs> not annoyed at all or a hundred percent annoyed or somewhere in between oh, I love it. <laughs> Okay, so the first question is, the day of your wedding, the florist delivers 500 white roses when you specifically ordered 500 red roses. How angry are you?
1: And so I say like
0: a percentage? Yeah. A percentage or 100% annoyed, 0%? Or on a scale of one to 10. They were all completely
1: wrong, like every one of them. You're like Suzanne taking these quizzes. (laughs) I feel like, okay... On the inside, I would probably be closer to like a sixty to seventy percent. On the outside. I would be looking very cool. On the inside, I would not be cool.
0: That's a good answer. Okay, well, that wasn't the option. I know, but <laughs> well,
2: but Katie, I want to hear what you would
0: say. <laughs> I,
2: I uh,
3: <laughs> although you had the perfect florist, I was gonna say I had the most amazing florist. But if your roses had all been red instead of white, I would have been a mess. I mean, I would have been, I mean, that was my whole, my whole aesthetic was like white flowers. So I would have been on a scale of one to 10, I would have been like a 10, a hundred percent upset, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been a bridezilla about it
0: Yeah. to their face. So, so here's the next question. Your maid of honor tells you one week before the wedding that she won't be able to make it because her boyfriend broke up with her.
1: Oh, you can't see the face I just made. I would <laughs> oh, they better 100%. be there. Yeah, that's 100%. That's 100%.
0: Does
3: that even happen? I mean, does that even, I can't yeah. even, that's a really crappy friend.
2: But Katie, let's talk about, I mean, didn't that basically happen to you about three months before your wedding?
3: Oh, yeah, but I don't want to get too deep into <laughs> yeah, it. We won't it's a that. long story. Yeah, but, but she did I, bail on you. Yeah, I, I did have. <laughs> For
2: no good reason.
3: Right, but she had her own I, issues. I, she did. So I did I did have a maid of honor switch, but it. she it had was, her own set of issues. She did,
2: and it was better in the long run.
3: Yep, absolutely. Mm.
0: Okay, the next question. The DJ plays a song specifically on your Do Not playlist.
1: Oh. Mm, if it was on a Do Not playlist, I would probably run over there and be like, hey, uh uh-uh, shut it off. <laughs> oh, good for you. I, I don't think I would, no. I would probably say hard no. Yeah. Katie, what about you?
3: I can't think of any songs that would be on my Do Not playlist. Although my brother and Jamie... (laughs) I was just
2: going to say, I was going to bring that story up.
3: They, not, not to get too deep into it, but my aunt planned this flash mob to that song, Happy... And Greg and yeah. Jamie loathe that song. I mean, they can't stand it. And we all did a special dance to.
2: <laughs> and it Abby. was, yeah. And it was literally, we had been practicing for months doing this flash mob dance. And it was a week before the wedding. And Eric walks in and he says, You know, Greg and Jamie hate that song. And all of a sudden, the entire wedding party was like, We're in, we're doing it. So. <laughs> So, yeah, we did a flash mob dance to
1: Happy.
0: That's so fun. I'm sorry, Eva. I'm not that creative to create a flash mob, <laughs> but I can dance. I can line dance with the best of them.
1: Yeah, no. I know. I was like, are we, should we do something choreographed, Jimmy? And then I was like, no, 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 no. no. Um, if we just managed regular so cool. dancing.
2: Yeah, that would be cool, but I know.
1: you are, You are. If you and Rob would like to choreograph something, Michelle, you go right ahead. Oh, wow. We're choreographing
0: something. We are. It's called a speech.
1: Oh, Oh, good. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> Michelle, you just got everyone very excited. Everyone's like, oh.
0: Or <laughs> very scared. I don't know which. <laughs> okay, so the next one. I'm just skipping down a few. You told the caterer that for dessert, you wanted a fondue fountain. They showed up with a cheese fondue fountain instead of a chocolate fountain. Hmm, silence.
1: Yeah, I would probably just tell them not to set it up. Is that really bright salt? I mean, that's just... You'd be super annoyed though, right? Yeah, I'd be annoyed.
0: Yeah, I'd say, yeah, don't bother. Okay, let's see the next one. I know this one will never happen, so I'm going to skip it. It says your future spouse is an hour late to the ceremony. That won't happen. Um, (laughs) No. Oh yeah, here's a good one. Right before the ceremony starts, your sister stands up and announces to the family and friends that she is pregnant. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God.
1: I mean, is it bad that we've already, like, I don't know. I can't say that. Um, (laughs) You've already had that conversation. Are you trying to tell us something, Eva? Don't you be announcing that right now. (laughs) Definitely not announcing anything at all. But uh, I know, I think I would be honestly okay Jimmy's the one who's made it very clear that he does not want anyone making any kind of any announcement at our wedding. So I think Jimmy might be more of a bride on that one than me. I think. I think if one of my, you know, bridesmaids, if, if they, someone really, really wanted to propose at the end of the night, I think I would probably be okay with it. But Jimmy said, hard no, no one's doing that. So
2: I have to agree with Jimmy. I don't think anyone should steal your thunder.
3: Yeah, that's so bizarre.
1: Yeah, very
0: strange, but it happens.
2: It does. It does happen.
0: Okay. Well, the next one's kind of on the same line of thinking. So I'll skip that. Here's one. Your fiance's cell phone starts to ring while you're saying your vows.
1: My first question is why would be, but why does he have his phone on him while we're up there?
2: Right. Good point.
1: Yeah. But I guess it would make for a funny video later on, right? Yeah. Everyone just looks very awkwardly at him and then he has to, and you know, Jimmy, he's very, he would hate that that would be like his worst fear is being singled (laughs) out like that. So yeah, I think that would be funny. Okay. How about that friend with just an
0: okay voice who wants to sing a song at your wedding reception? Ooh. Ooh.
1: (laughs) You know, I've had a lot of thoughts of speeches that might be made or alcohol being involved and people just deciding, now would be a good time to say something. So I just feel like we're going to have a lot of colorful characters. And um, (laughs) I've made my piece. With if someone really wants to say something or sing something that they probably are just going to do it and that's okay. So. Um yeah,
0: you're going to embrace the moment. It makes me I think, I
1: am. Um the last
2: question the question before that one made me think though. I do think it's a good idea if like for the ceremony if you have a program for the ceremony like a bulletin, you know, you put in there thank you for silencing your cell phones. So you don't have cell phones ringing during the vows.
3: I was going to say something about that too. And I don't know, I've been going back and forth if I should even mention this, but this is kind of a new, new-ish trend. And I don't know if it's too overbearing or not. And I'd actually like to know everyone's thoughts on this, but... I'm wondering if I know what you're talking about. I bet you are about not taking any pictures during the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. I kind of wish I had done that, and I don't know if that's too. I don't know if I would have followed through with that. But so, so many of my friends took pictures. I had so many family, and they were there were crappy pictures. <laughs> I mean, you you have a photographer there for a reason, and it's just distracting to the rest of the guests. I mean, I have so many pictures where you know there's a bunch of cell phones in the air. And that's not really, I mean, it really can be a distraction at the, you know.
2: And I think you're right, Katie. I think when it's all said and done, they're all crappy pictures anyway.
3: Right.
1: Yeah. And I, I've seen articles of photographers saying that now one of their skills is editing out arms. Oh,
3: so funny.
1: Because no, some people have done it and no, I've absolutely been, I've absolutely thought of, you know, before the ceremony starts of having someone go up there and ask everyone to That the pictures will be posted on Facebook if they would like a copy, but, you know, let's Mm -hmm. leave the photography to the professionals today. No, absolutely. That's something I've thought of. And I know all of my other uh, girlfriends who've gotten married recently feel the exact same way. So
0: here's a question that goes along with the whole photography thing is, so you do that at the... Wedding ceremony, then they go to the reception. Everyone's going to have their pictures out. What do you do to limit what is getting put out on social media? Or do you try to do that until you get the first pictures out? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. do you want to be the one to post the first pictures of the event, or people just put them out there and you're good with that?
2: And Katie, didn't you suggest that everyone post their pictures to your ringing in the Grables?
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's people are still doing that anymore. I mean, that was, everybody would have a hashtag, but I feel like it's kind of an unwritten rule. You know, I guess reception pictures are a little bit different because they're not as formal, but I feel like it's kind of an unwritten rule. Like don't post before, you know, kind of like when you have a baby, you know, don't post before the mother posts picture of her baby. I don't know. But I wanted pictures of the reception, but I definitely did not want pictures of the ceremony from other people. So I guess it just kind of, I don't know what your preference is, Eva.
2: Well, and for that very reason, it's almost worth it to put it on the back page of of the bulletin or the program for the wedding. And I don't even know if you thought about having a program or a bulletin, but that was actually a really nice thing to do at both Katie and Grace's weddings. Because it listed all of the participants and their relationship to the bride or groom, it gave you an idea of what to expect during the ceremony. And Katie's, because hers was Jewish Christian, we had written out what every tradition we used in the ceremony meant and why we included it. And it was really cool. But then just on the back, just a little note that said, um, thank you for turning your phones off and no photographs and then maybe even having someone say that right before the ceremony.
1: Right. Well, and I think someone making a comment to it at the beginning of hey let's leave the you know the photography to the photographers would help mm-hmm. with that. But I know that um we're planning on using this app called Guestbook where it's really cool. It's like a geolocation app where everyone can get it on their phone and they can add all their pictures for the evening and their phone will do this automatically. It'll post all the pictures that they took on that day to our like little album on this app so that all the pictures everyone, all of our guests took, will get them. That's oh, cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So we're really looking forward to that. And like I think I agree with you. Like pictures posted from the reception, not that big of a deal. I'm not, I'm not too worried about pictures people are gonna get in our ceremony. I I just I think when people are there at the church, I I don't think that they'll feel it's appropriate to take a lot of pictures. I'm just kind of feeling that out. But, um, but yeah, so not too worried, but that's kind of that is something that we have thought about. And I will mention our wedding hashtag is hashtag one more million, <laughs> Which I love that one.
0: That's and so- I'm getting a girl. Woo! <laughs> I'm
1: so excited. That's I've only had Michelle's boys. personal hashtag. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm getting my girl. I love it. Love it. Love it. I just hope I have a dress to wear because I'll tell you what, finding something right now is really hard. Yeah.
2: I I am amazed at how challenging it is. But I think you've you've sent me a couple of really good options and I hope you pick one of yours.
0: I know, but the worst part of it is, is I'm trying everything on at home and (laughs) Rob is my judge and jury. Uh. And (laughs) he told me the other day that I looked like I was wearing his grandma's drapes. And he was so wrong. That picture was so
2: gorgeous that you sent me and I wish you'd pick that dress, but I get it. If only I could have a conversation with Rob. (laughs)
0: Well, now don't have it because I know how he really feels. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, well, I, we kind of got off the Bridezilla um, quiz, but that's okay. There were a lot of questions there and I'll just call it. I don't think Eve is a Bridezilla and I don't no, think Katie was either. They're no. just embracing the moment and having fun.
2: You're go- It's going to be such a great, magical day for you. I know everything's going to come together and you can always message Katie or I. Separately Absolutely. and ask us any questions because we, we both, between us, we have so much experience in weddings. Absolutely, yeah, And maybe
0: I, we need I to revisit that. this again, like the beginning of May, because what a lot of people don't know is Eva is planning this wedding, but she is also a full-time student. So she has finals uh, that first week of May, oh my and gosh. then oh, wow. she can really focus on everything else. So maybe we revisit this in a podcast and see how she's holding up.
2: Absolutely. And then <laughs> oh. we have a follow-up podcast after the wedding, like a month. I know. After I want to wedding. hear the follow-up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We should have Jimmy on it too and like do a newlywed oh, game. Be- oh, yeah. That would be so fun.
1: Oh, you should. That would be so fun. We we played a newlywed game at our marriage, one of our marriage prep classes we did through the church and it was hysterical. It oh, it absolutely- would be it's so you win. fun. <laughs> Well, no, White. we, no, we didn't. And, oh, there was a, a, an, a fight isn't the right word, but there was an argument about one of the answers. That. Oh, <laughs> so. between you and Jimmy? Yeah, he thought he was funnier than me. I was like, there's no way.
2: <laughs> That's so funny. They did something like that at your bridal shower, Katie, with the shoe, you raised the shoe. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was
1: so oh, weird. Really we fun. could do that at the wedding That's even, but that that, that's that's something what we want no, that's something that Jimmy and I want to do actually. Did I not tell you that, Michelle? That was the shoe
2: thing. You know when you should. You know when you should do that. It's at the rehearsal dinner. The rehearsal dinner is so fun because it's so intimate. We are so out of time. We have gone over our time. We've got to wrap this up.
0: Okay. Well, we will revisit this in May if everybody's on board. Yes, mm-hmm. this has Let's been really it. fun.
2: It has been fun. Thank you, Eva, and Thank you, Katie, for joining us. That was great.
0: Yeah. Thank you. It was so much fun and insightful. I've learned so much and. I, my my mind is spinning right now, so I
1: have a lot to think about <laughs> little details I haven't before. You guys, Michelle, next week you and I. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Thank you guys, be so much
0: fun.
2: Absolutely.
0: Okay, with all that shared, all I have to say is cheers, cheers,
3: cheers, cheers.
0: Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Orange Juice Optional. What many of you wouldn't know is that this podcast has been a shared vision of ours for many years.
2: And knowing what we know now. I can't believe we've waited so long to make our vision a
0: reality. Right? I really think the hesitation on our part came from all the unknowns of podcasting, the biggest unknown being the toughest one. Where do we begin? That's when we found Podigy and Riley. And you know, if we had Godsend music, I'd cue it right now. Riley is a know-everything-about-podcasting kind of guy, and the best part for us was that he was so nice and down-to-earth about everything. And by everything, I mean he answered so many questions, he gave so much reassurance, and he offered advice on things we hadn't even considered. Initially, Podigy helped us choose our recording equipment, find our music, create our artwork, and set up our templates for recording. And seriously, how many Zoom calls did setting up the templates take? Probably too many to count, because we are a technology challenge. But the best part of each one of those calls was the reassuring voice on the other end. I love that about Podigy. Now that our podcast setup is complete and things are running a bit smoother, knock on wood, Podigy is going to edit each upcoming episode, do our show notes, and get our show out there for the listeners. Their help takes so much off our plate that all we really need to worry about is our friendship, next week's topic, and if it's an orange juice needed kind of day. So if you're interested in podcasting, please don't let the unknown stop you. Please check out Riley at podigy.co. That's P O D. I-G-Y dot C-O They have packages available based on each show's individual needs. Thanks again, Pataji. Our next toast is for you. Cheers. Cheers.